We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's right. Welcome back, Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation, presented by Twit. It's that That's right. Man, you know what's funny, Les? Can I tell you this? Did you see what Dabo Sweeney said today? Something crazy. Dabo Sweeney said, and I quote, the portal's not the problem. NIL is not the problem. The problem is tampering, and we could fix that real quick if they let the football people fix it. First of all, Dabo, stop lying. Stop lying. Big programs have been tampering with other junior college or lower-tier team players far before the transfer portal got to this point. Easily. That's number one. Number two. Just say what you want to say. We need to make college football great again. That's what you're saying. Because you you wear the other red hat that talks about making America great. You just want to go back to the way college football was. You don't want players to get paid. You don't want players to have power. You want coaches, administration, and schools to have all the power like they used to with the NCAA doing not a darn thing. Just be honest. Just say what you want to say. We need to take things back to the way they were. You know why? Because since things have changed, hmm, you're not recruiting as well. What'd you lose? Getting seven, guys like Will Shipley. Did you, did you get seven or eight guys in the portal this past week? Is, is that how many ended up being? Some of your best players? And see, you made the mistake and said you were retired if players got paid. I'm still waiting on that. You're supposed to be a man of your word. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting, Dabo Sweeney. It seems like you're still coaching. Let the football people fix it. The football people broke it. Absolutely. Football people have been breaking it. A long time ago. Long time ago, the football people broke it. They broke it. 
This is life, man. This is what happens. Life is about power. And those in power will fight tooth and nail to keep it. And the moment they start losing power, they want to go back crazy. Talking about how terrible things are. Toughen up, man. Toughen up. Stop, stop whining. That's right. Stop whining. They saving, they saving, you know, the only thing he did was just continue to, just, to tell you that the game's evolving and if y'all gonna let me run with it, I'm gonna run with it. That's a true competitor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He understands, you know, you know, complaining ain't going to stop the money from being paid to these players. That's why we got to raise more money. That's how you solve it. Dude, Nick Saban's like, all right. And he told you, like, all right, this is going to this is gonna make it worse. But if this, if this is what y'all want to do, because he y'all want to get a checkbook, yes. He's not going to let the game outdate him. Dabo was trying to fight against the evolution. Can't do that. You either go with it or look crazy that you're losing it. Jimbo Fisher tried to go with it and tried to, you know, go too crazy. And it's a balance. You got to be able to adapt and not be overzealous either. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher overzealous done paid to some, some crazy things. Now you don't have no loyalty. Yeah. It became too much about the bag. Yo, NC Notre Dame fan, thank you for tapping in as always. Um, yo. You see, like both people, like bowl games don't matter. You still watch. What are you talking about? Regardless of whether or not all this stuff going on, the fan bases are still going to Notre Dame. For Notre Dame, Notre Dame is going to sell out wherever they go. They about to sell out the Sun Bowl, bro. They would have sold out the the Gator Bowl again, the Mayo Bowl. It wouldn't have made a difference. We complain about bowl games don't matter. The fan base is going to do the same thing. They're going to watch on the 29th in the middle of the day. And they're going to attend the bowl game. So it doesn't matter how college football changes and whether or not the bowl games matter. That doesn't affect revenue. It doesn't affect viewership for Notre Dame. The brand is the brand. And they know that. They know. Like you're saying you don't care, but you're going to watch. Now, if you're sitting here telling me you're not going to watch the game, fine. You have a point. But you're capping. 
you're capping. You're capping. You're going to watch the Sun Bowls, and you're probably going to watch some other whack bowls during bowl season. That's right. That's like the rest of us. So all of that stuff, yes, I'm going to sit up and watch the, the Alamo Bowl if it's on. Yes. Yes. Because I watch late night games from lower conferences during the regular season. Because I'm a college football fan. I'm a college football fan. That's what I do. I watch college football games. Now, if you want to talk about they don't matter to the kids, that's fine. And this is the kids to go and play. <laughs> yeah, that changes with the power dynamic. Kids didn't have power, they played. Even the ones that complain gonna go to the game and get the full experience. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a preference that people don't like and something that, you know, college football I think next year is just gonna drastically be different because of the stakes in the playoffs. And and on top of that, you know, someone earlier asked why man, what's up with Notre Dame and the opt outs? People. You're seeing opt-outs from other teams because they're not hitting the award. The award banquet circuit. Notre Dame's best players are either at award ceremonies, doing other things, and that's why they haven't released their opt-out information. Sam Hartman, I have no idea what Sam Hartman is waiting on. Him, Kenny Mitchell, Steve Angeli, they went to the women's game last night together, kicking it. Maybe Sam is still pondering his decision. But you got three player, three players. Mayors did his because, yo, I'm done. I'm making a decision to prepare for the senior bowl. I'm done. I can announce mine right now. But Hardman, Joe Alt, Xavier Watts, the rest of these dudes that's doing the award banquet award banquet uh, circuit. Dude, next next week we'll find out. When they're done with the circuit, I'm sure we'll find out. We'll find out. Um today was no yesterday. was the first day for the six and the seven. Um, so the visit should be concluding. You got RJ Oban coming in tomorrow for a visit left. We, we did a show yesterday talking about how well Notre Dame cleaned up before they started the visits and visitors started coming into the program. Notre Dame did a great job. Notre Dame's doing a great job with their presentation. Presented to everyone that's coming to visit, wide receivers. You know, those two that have committed, Chris Mitchell, Jordan Clark, is going to be playing nickelback. Marcus Freeman and his staff, they recovered nicely. So I'm not going to do anything or say anything until things become official. But things are looking good. Things are looking good as far as these visits go. Things are looking good. So we'll see. It's a possibility they can end up with all three receivers. But they I think they definitely come out with two receivers. 
at minimum from this process. At minimum. So left, we should be getting a revenue check in the mail. Can't speak for anybody else, but I know um, both of us said that the one thing that needs to be included in the new television deal with NBC was a hard knock series on Peacock. Did we not did we not say this on this summer on the show? Yes, we did. I'm just saying, dude, we are somewhat prophets left. We once again we throw something out there, and according to reports, Notre Dame next season will be developing a hard knocks type weekly series about the Notre Dame football program. It made sense. We also said they needed to do more content on the Watch ND as far as interviews, the show. Next thing you know, it comes wake up to echoes. I'm, I'm left. They just need to give us a consultant check, bro. They're man, uh, Under Armour. Yes, how long did we say do the market streaming line? been screaming at they do that i'm just saying just you can go ahead just bring us into the fold just bring us into the fold we should definitely be cabinet members who is going to be because you watch the dolphins in season hard knocks yeah tua is actually kind of entertaining i thought tua was going to be boring Tua is actually an entertaining person to see every week. I mean, he's a pretty likable guy at Alabama. You know, the guys really responded well. Remember, he got hurt, had the whole team show up to the hospital bed. That's a sign of a guy that good locker room guy. Guys really get behind and, 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 and tend to root for. So my question to you and Notre Dame fans, who is going to be the one guy you want to watch every week? On Notre Dame hard knocks. Hopefully, we get some good characters, man. I think uh, definitely got to be a focus on the freshmen. So you think CJ? Yeah, that's a good one. And then just storylines on the team. I'll put a camera in everything the receiver does next year. From yeah. The coach to the room to the players that no. we Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is very entertaining. Very entertaining. Um, Pulling in uh, the, the the defensive back room. Uh-huh. Makings, I think he's a great character. Uh, quarterbacks, obviously. One should follow Kenny Minji. <laughs> Marcus Freeman got to have a cam on his recruiting trips. You know, inside of that. So I think there's definitely a lot of heat on the bone, man, for uh, end season. I think what the fans really want to see, though, they really want to see is, uh, you know, more inside of practice and what that looks like. I think that's the most gold you can get 
uh, from any football show is the, the insides of practice and how it goes and what happens in there. Because even the highlights that we get for Notre Dame, isn't that great? They just close mm-hmm. up, you can't tell nothing, and you see the end of plays or, you know, it's not that. But I think people really get a lot from it if it were actually in the practices, meeting rooms, what goes on during during those controversial times if they want to make money. Now, if they secret squirrel, I don't think if that's the case, what's, what's the point of doing it, you know what I mean? Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. What was it like? Because you guys kind of had a hard knocks type show the season you were injured. Right? And we, we that's when we saw you working with the flag football league, rolling around on the scooter and everything. Was it more difficult for you? Would it be, would it would it have been more fun for you if you had been playing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously you want to go there to play. So all that other stuff was just stuff that you, you you were able to do when you couldn't play. Uh, it was a good experience to be somewhere that provided stuff like that. It wasn't just football stuff only. So it kind of keeps you going. But, uh, you know, it's definitely painted a lot of good things for guys outside of that uh, show that found love for different things and, you know, I think it was a good thing for the team. It was the right time to have it. I think that was one of Brian Kelly's better moves as a as a coach to to be on that early on before it really got somewhere. So, you know, from a business perspective, it was pretty cool to see that. I think the guys liked it. And after a while, you forget the cameras there, and that's when you start getting some good stuff. Um, but, you know, I think, Marcus Freeman is, a, at this day and age, would be a perfect person to have that for his team, uh, something to refresh and get get the people hyped for his third season of a different season of being in the playoffs. So to see them kind of prepare and all that would be cool to get a glimpse of as well. Let's get to these, get to the bad questions and get out of here, love. Thank you, everybody, that joined us today. Great show. NC Notre Dame fan says another question from Lee. How different is playing quarterback in high school compared to college? Well, it's the people care a lot more. So you actually preparing and you realize how much preparing is the key to success outside of just playing the game, knowing what the team is doing and 
how they're attacking you and as a quarterback preparing the right way for moments in the game because that's yeah. what games are decided by and you build yourself up to prepare for situational football is the difference. In high school, you know, you can win a game in the first quarter, you know, it's not every week you're going against a challenge. And in college, not every week's a challenge, but the preparation has to be at a certain level and expectation because even when you blow teams out, you got to still prepare in order to do that, you know. So the whole notion of the game is won the days before the game is a true statement that you got to embody because, you know, everybody plays good in the beginning of the season because you're coming out of practice and routine and every day with the guys. But with late November and these December, January time, it relies on a, a methodology and a consistent process of the right preparation. And it's less physical preparation later in the season, which a lot of guys don't understand because it just, you haven't been on a, schedule like this before to where you're playing late into the year and you, the lifts ain't the same and the energy and effort ain't just ain't at the same intensity but you gotta find ways to prepare and a lot of it is an autopilot thing to where if you have really good habits training <coughs> habits study habits preparation habits less physical we talking all mental and discipline you're going to be able to see why guys are really good and guys kind of falter later in the year and get hurt and all type of stuff. So it's the guys that can prepare the best are usually the better quarterbacks because later in the season, even Caleb, you know, playing worse and worse in the season comes from what you'll find out a lot in the NFL is that it comes down to how you prepare week to week. That's how you get to year five and six and seven. Because you've got that routine down where that's your, that's your process. So guys that don't have processes or don't know how to have a process, you usually get exposed in that second year because football is too hard. And, and, and at that level, guys are, as you can tell with Michigan, are working overly hard to try to win. So you got to be at that type of preparation like these guys are that get paid to do this job which changes a lot too. You start getting paid and money involved. You know, people taking that thing serious. So if you're not a serious preparer, or you're not interested in that mental aspect, you're just going to be an average player towards the end of October, early November. Thank you for the super chat. Joe Prosciutto, <laughs> do you guys honestly believe Jared Parker is the answer for OC? Personally, I think he would struggle to call the offense for St. Joseph High School. Very surprised, frustrated that he is still our OC. I think, you know, it's just a spoiled way to look at it. I mean, the man won nine, almost ten games this year. Highest point total we probably had on average in a while. <laughs> it's That's a, a nitpicking thing. And, you know, anything greater than what he's given us will put us in some of the best offenses in the country statistically, you know. I mean, we had, what, three games where we put up 50 when the last time we ever did something like that. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, it's easy to say that he's, we don't have that flashy player that most top offenses have that complete the whole narrative of you got that great offense, especially when you look at Texas where they got noticeable names and Washington got noticeable names and, and all of that. But statistically and on a record wise from I'm sure in-house Jared Parker probably feels like he did hell of a job for his first year. I mean, granted, Notre Dame's going to supply you with at least seven wins. You know, I'll say that. They're going to give you seven because of who it is, and, you know, we're going to stay afloat at a certain level. But Jared Parker did a good job with some games where, you know, you could say he's, he put he got in his bag, you know. So there's so many different factors that go on when you talk about why offense isn't doing great and it's easy to pin on Jared Parker but taking a step back and you know in hindsight he's done a pretty good job for a first year offensive coordinator now it would be nice and obviously it would be great to see a a quarterback that we had in the Heisman consideration which we did with Sam now people forget how fast that went away but it was there he was fourth before Ohio State now. So it just comes down to nitpicking. I think if he was an offensive coordinator that led us to a 500 season, yeah, I would I would agree with you. But the man has excelled the standard and average college football expectation for a first-year guy. Obviously, Notre Dame. We want to, just like the offensive line being an average offensive line for about four games, we about to lose our mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, a 9-10 win season is just not good enough. I think we can, just like Marcus Freeman, we're going to show a much more of appreciation for the program that we built once we were are able to put ourselves in that playoff contention next year and realize that this regular season isn't going to make or break us like seasons before because of who we've been and not having a conference, but also just, you know, beefing up our schedule to leave no doubt. And now we're just in a position where we're just trying to build ourselves up to get ready for that second part of the season, which is the playoffs next year. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Uh, let's see. Robin Dennis says, Sean and Malik, have you heard anything about who they are looking at as the new strength and conditioning coach? I have. I've heard two names, but I'm not saying any names until we get into the thick of that. But the two names I've heard are, uh, they come from reputable spots. I'll put it that way. It's not like they're coming from no disrespect to Chris Mitchell. It's not like they're going to get the strength and conditioning guy from Florida International. That's not happening. The guys they're talking to, solid guys. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Don't forget, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, lock in YouTube. Subscribe, share, hit the like button, and hit that notification bell. Audio edibles every day. It's a lucky, lucky podcast. You already know.
we spin it differently. No, that's funny. Uh, the track record of Cincinnati guys that have come to Notre Dame is pretty good. Wildcats out there trying to be funny. That's all I'm saying. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com, their premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Uh, Nick Bosa, punch your ticket for the Petty Train, my brother. Uh, this is actually funny, left. I mean, you see it on tape, though, uh, and then obviously we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those big gaps, and uh, paid off. Because uh, Jalen's looking at the rush every play. Um, so, yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick, and it paid off. First of all, the fact that Nick Bosa is standing there. I don't know why all of his hate is coming at the dude that has the best record in the NFC right now as a number one seed. But everybody wants to rain on Jalen Hurts this week. And then Nick Bosa is standing there acting like he's giving like top secret on how to like defend the quarterback. That's the same thing you want to do against Patrick Mahomes. Like that, Cincinnati had that game playing for Patrick Mahomes. Like, dude, what you're saying is that's the game plan to stop any quarterback that can beat you with his legs and his arm. So when he says, yeah, we, I hope Dallas is watching because we get no, you need Dallas to win the game so you can get the number one seed. That's, you, you're begging Dallas for help. You're begging Dallas for help. It's like, good win. You went to Philly, you got the win. That's what's yeah, up. But it's like, dude. What are we talking about? He he really was talking like he yeah we gave them the we gave Dallas the blueprint. Yeah, it's like it's like dude, right. just just be happy with your win, because talking like that you're not beating your allegations. <laughs> you're not beating them allegations, dog. Because it's just like what where, where is this coming from? Where you just so talkative? You know, I want to hear you break down how you. Do it every week, then. How about that? How you break down Kenny Pickett or something? You know, talk about that. Agreed. But yeah, Jalen definitely been catching flack, but honestly, I mean, not doing anything. <laughs> I do. I don't understand it, love. It has really been a tough week, man, after one game. After what? Like, 
Philly's already a tough enough place to play, but now you you getting all these random shots taken at you. Just hey, that's what happens, man. When you when you playing well, they want to take shots at the throw, man. Man, look. Oh man. Oh boy. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Left. Safe travels, bro. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have some news that we can get into after these visits. And then talk about some other stuff. And I think we're gonna have Bruce Feldman on tomorrow as well, Left. Talk about these quarterbacks. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the second semifinal from Vegas in the end season tournament. The Pacers won the first one over the Bucks. Tyrese Halliburton put in work. And I think next is is it Lakers Pelicans next? I think so. I think so. Zion against LBJ. Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. Everybody, have a great evening. Make sure you spend it different. Thank you.